What's up, guys? Welcome to KeeperCast for Week 5, Thursday Night Edition. Tonight, we're just going to go over matchups, uh, maybe some waiver wire talk, trade talk, uh, and get into the uh, ALCS appearance for the fourth year in a row for the Astros, which I think is, is pretty awesome, especially for a team that wasn't expected to do much getting into the playoffs. Tonight, uh, I got Chris in for a second time. What's up, Chris? How's it going, brother? Nice to see you again. Yeah, three times this back. week. Three times this week now. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy, man. Yep. Everything going good over there? It's not been going bad. I can't complain. It's had some beautiful weather and everything like that. Cool, you know, it's cooling down, so it's not so hot here and everything like that. So it's been pretty nice. Yeah, we're not going to get as nice as weather as mom and dad are, but... Hey, you know what? They get, you know, you're definitely not that, but it's nice for what we can get at this time of year for where we're at. Yeah, I think mom texted me a little bit ago and said they're in New Mexico now. So yeah, I was I was asking them uh, if they were getting drunk inside of two bars or inside of two states at the same time. I think dad said they're trying to make it all the way to Santa Fe today. I know they left around eleven or so. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's a. I think it's like eleven hours to Santa Fe from Brenham. It's not too bad of a drive though. We've both done it. Yeah, I think they took the Mustang there. I figured they were taking the Subaru for the more room. I thought so too, but I think Mom said they were taking the the Mustang, mm-hmm. which it's a fun I'll, driving car. Yeah, but I like mean, it's just drive time for a twelve-hour drive to about nine hours. <laughs> Yeah, because that car feels like you can uh, you could speed in it pretty easily. Yeah, mom's, definitely. Mom's pony. It's not a Mustang. It's a pony. Hey, that Turbo 4 is nothing to play with, though. It's still 300 horses. Yeah. All right, so let's, uh, let's get into a little bit of Astros talk. They win 11-6 to today. I, I told Derek earlier, I said it looks like Ryan Presley's trying to turn this into a save opportunity with all the, the hits and stuff he's given up in the – Top of the ninth, I was like, "All right, come on now, you got to just get this third out so we can move on." So yeah. they had a, that huge lead going in the ninth, and as soon as I saw him bringing in Presley, my first thought was like, "I don't normally get nervous with that big of a lead, but for some reason, Presley makes me nervous with any lead. <laughs> I think he's one of the scariest points of like going farther than I think." That, I think we both personally thought they would make not make it this far already. Yeah. Uh, so, but Presley just—I don't like him being the closer. I think as of where they're at right now, like the starting rotation is not good. But I would be willing to say right now, uh, Osuna missing is bigger than uh, Verlander. Verlander. Yeah, I think so having too. That close, having that lockdown closer that you're losing is like. You can use him more than one in every, you know, four games in the playoffs, maybe three on a short start. But having that guy that can just come in and shut it down in the ninth where you know, like, if it's a one-run game, you feel confident. He's you still feel confident with Presley coming in with a one-run game? Yeah. Well, I, I feel more confident when he's got a two- or three-run lead than I do when he has a big lead because it seems like he, he kind of pitches, um, pitches to get hits. And Osuna did the same damn thing to where it just I think it, it's definitely that closer mentality where you come in for your save and when it's not a save, you know, you're you don't you may not bring your A game. 
But I'm actually interested to see him scrub maybe come into that closing spot. He's he's had his moments where he hasn't looked the best, but I, I think I would probably rather have uh uh Paredes there. Maybe one of the two. Just I don't I mean, know. Because Paredes, Paredes throws ninety eight miles an hour. He's got that speed, but what yeah. else? I mean, he's got a curveball. He's so. got a curve, but I mean, he can do it, and maybe that's where it needs to go. Uh, I'm just, I guess, I'm tired of seeing Presley in that. It's like he'd been decent just, down the stretch. He had a couple, couple hiccups here and there, but down the stretch, he was, he was a lot better than he was at the beginning of the year. The the Yankees won tonight too, so they forced a game five against the Rays. So now the Yankees are probably gonna have to throw Garrett Cole tomorrow, which means he won't be if the Yankees win, they he won't be ready to pitch till at least game two or three if uh the Rays are gonna pitch, you know, good pitcher too. So that I mean it, it kinda sets the Astros up well going into those games for going against pitching, especially I think I'd almost rather see the Yankees just to, just to give them the dick slapping they deserve. Oh. And the Rays pitching is what scares me. But the A's pitching scared me too, and the Astros went in and, and hit the, the A's, and the A's had the best bullpen in baseball all year. What's the one thing they've done all four years they've been in the ALCS? They've killed – the top-notch bullpen all the way through. They've always hit bullpens when it comes to playoff time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I told Derek earlier, I asked him, because, I mean, whenever I had Derek on last or two weeks ago, I was like, hey, you know, how far do you think they make it? We both said there's no way they get out of the second round. So I was like, well, you know, how how do you want your crow seasoned up? I was like, I'm going to do mine with some garlic, salt, and pepper and, and cook it because I, I didn't see it coming, especially with the way the offense had played all year. The pitching was struggling going into the thing. They they lost like five out of the last six games the last week of the season, and then you go to to Minnesota and beat the best home team in baseball. Then you go to Dodger Stadium, which is basically a de facto home stadium for the Astros now, and you beat the best bullpen in baseball. Which it still amazes me. I saw something earlier. The I think it was the A's had 14 pitchers in this series. Only one of them didn't pitch a single throw a single pitch in the game in a in a game. It was Mike Fires. Yeah, those scaredy cat himself. How he dodged every meeting with. I don't know how you dodged every meeting with him in the. How many times did they play in the regular season? Was it ten? Ten times. Yeah, so you shouldn't a, be able to dodge that schedule with a five man rotation. They played. They and played then, 14 total times from the regular season to the playoffs. And he never threw a pitch in a game. What that tells me is he knows they didn't need the trash can to light him up. And yeah. I think this series shows where there's no fan noise. You don't, you can't hear anything, so you can't signal anything. Uh, but I love this. I love seeing the bats come alive in this series, and maybe going back to LA where everything kind of got started that year and ended. Uh, maybe it was a good thing for him to get in a familiar place outside of Minute Maid where they can hit and big-time players make big-time plays and big games, and the big-time players showed up all around. Yeah, they were saying earlier on the broadcast, uh, Robert Ford was saying that right now 
At 26 years old, Carlos Correa is ninth all-time in postseason RBIs. Mm-hmm. That's it's crazy to me. I mean, he gets hurt in the regular season, but the postseason but comes. The yeah, show Raya, which is uh, I mean, it's it's nice to see. I think I'm about ready to eat my crow on him because I've always told you I would rather. And I don't know if I'd still do it, but I'd always said I'd rather them sign Springer over Correa because you can always move Bragg to shortstop. But seeing like Correa does in the playoffs, it's well, it's Springer does it too. Springer does the same thing. It's like if you have to, it's like that's a, that's one of our two biggest arguments. Or I guess not arguments, but I think it goes down. that me and you've had of the disagreement between the two, and it's like every year we both bring solid points to like why you should do the one or the other because we don't neither. We've never felt they were going to sign both of them. We've always felt it might be one or the other. It'd be nice. I and, wish that I. I mean, this off season, you're gonna, you potentially lose Brantley, Springer, Reddick, so your whole outfield's gone. I mean, I almost feel like you gotta sign Brantley. It'd be nice to sign Springer, but he's gonna get a ridiculous contract. That, with the way the revenues are down this year, the Ash, I don't think the Astros will be able to touch. Unfortunately, Reddick, you let walk because you have a replacement in Tucker right there, who's hitting better than him. Which, at the beginning of the Finally. year, I was just like, you know what, he's, I, I was done with, with Tucker, but he's he's coming through. He's starting to hit. Uh, you know, this season was a good season for him. I think he led the team in RBIs, and I mean, he he led Major League Baseball in triples. Uh, no, but he was one of the few players this season that didn't have like an OPS for this series of over seven hundred for the Astros, but yet he hit over four hundred. For the series, yeah, all singles. Yeah, it but was crazy. Time, hey, hey, move the lineup. I'll take a single over a strikeout. As long as you move that lineup the way he's doing, you're putting the ball in play and bringing people in, moving them over. Yeah, sometimes short ball is not a bad answer. What Look is, at the way Tom Brady's done his whole career. He's played short ball, and how many Super Bowls does he have? Yeah, yeah, it's it's been crazy. I'm Derek and I were talking at the beginning of the of playoffs you know with them getting in and we're both thinking they're gonna lose it's like we'd almost rather them not have made it because we knew when they got in we get emotionally invested and now i'm like wrapped up in it where it's like all right nobody's beating them now so (laughs) i'm full mode and it's like this season's been so weird so it's like with the move and the weird season i didn't feel bad for kind of taking the season off from not watching them since i don't get the games up here anymore yeah and it's like now that they're in this, it's nothing like started hitting and everything's come back around. I feel I feel seventeen all around again. Like go out, prove it, and everything like that. Yeah, I heard an interview with I think it was Steve Sparks said that he he either he talked to Springer or somebody talked to Springer, and Springer said this is the first time all year that they're having fun playing baseball and just playing free, and that's kind of scary when they get hot. And they they can they can put up runs like they did today, which was which was pretty awesome to see. Uh, today was the first game I've gotten to watch being a day game with me. I had off of work today, so I actually got to watch the game. And that's one thing I noticed was like they looked a lot looser as they were coming up to bat, and it looked like they were actually having fun again on the field on the field. And that's one thing I've said all seasons: like they're not having fun. They're pressing too hard. They're not enjoying it. You don't see their little dances in the dugout and everything like that. And it's like 
a little bit. One person, it's like Springer started at this series going, and it's just like that hitting's contagious. He brought the energy, and it's just been one after another. And it's great to see this lineup finally gelling again after everybody coming back from injury. Uh, and I think that's the biggest point. This short season, we had so, they had so many injuries. This lineup never really got to gel where you found where the hitters hit at this year in the lineup. Yeah, it's, and I think they figured it out now. Yep, it's it's nice to see. I guess we'll get off baseball since this is supposed to be a uh, fantasy football podcast. So, <laughs> if we can't talk baseball after four consecutive yeah. ALCSs. Yeah, can that's what I, that's what I told you. To talk baseball. I told Justin the other night. Uh, that you know, after the season's over, I still want to keep doing this and kind of turn it more into a, a sports talk thing. You know, just talk about everything. So, I guess let's let's go ahead and jump to the the question of the day. Like I told you, and I'm gonna tell everybody that's been on. Gore asked me to ask. Gore asked me, hey, whenever I ask him, what's the question of the day? I'm like, I'm not gonna tell you. Same with Justin. So, just something I thought about earlier. Who do you? Who is your biggest surprise this year in fantasy football? Uh, Aaron Jones from the Green Bay Packers. I thought he was going to be good, but I did not think he was going to be uh, leaving your roster and forget about it type player. I thought he, you know, I thought he you know plug and play, uh, and he was going to have his good weeks and he was going to have his off weeks. Uh, but seeing him explode the way he has, and I guess that may just go back to the whole Green Bay offense exploding the way it has this season. Uh, but that's not what I saw coming out of him so far this season. Mine's going to be the guy that I kept in Josh Allen. Like, I expect him to be good, but I wasn't expecting 40 points a week good from him, you know? So it's been... I will say- Go ahead. I didn't think about Josh Allen when you asked it, but I've been seeing what he's been doing on your bench and looking at this week with our matchup and you know knowing I traded for Mahomes. I'm like, man, I don't even know if I have the quarterback advantage going into this game with the way Josh <laughs> Allen's been performing. Yeah, it'll be it's gonna be interesting to see. So one thing Derek brought up the other de- the other night with all these trades that have gone on early this year in, in the league. He, Have we had this many trades ever? That's it what, seems like that's there's what, been a crazy number of trades. Yeah, so I just went back to 2017 just to, to pull four years of trades. Uh, 2017 up to this point of the season, so going into week five, we had six trades. 2018 was nine. 2019 was seven. And this year we've had 11 trades so far, which is, is crazy to me. I uh I sent out a couple of trades this week, but hadn't hadn't gotten anything uh, accepted yet. So I just think we've gotten more people comfortable in this league with everybody, and we've all learned to. I think a lot of us, the ones who usually trade a lot, you know, we all we all know what the other one wants. We all work together with trades. Nobody's trying to get over on each other too much. But I mean, we like to take that back. We're all trying to get over on each other a little bit to win the win the trade. Uh, but I've loved seeing all of the trades go through this year. Yep. Uh, we'll just run through, which kind of, I don't understand this. Derek and, and Mike, I mean, Derek and JD made a trade the other day that doesn't process El tomorrow, so it kind of screws Derek. He gets Evans in a 13th, and he gives up Gallup in a second, which, 
Gallup's been been pretty decent this year. He's not a Mike Evans, but he he has a big game, you know, here and there. And those the Cowboys are throwing the ball like crazy all all year because they're always down. I feel like a second was a little much for Evans, but if if it gets you in the playoffs and helps you win a championship, then then a second is is just fine. So uh, I I treat. Uh, picks like cookies and I'll just hand them out but that's how I wear it so like I'll I'll take I'll trade away whatever picks I need to to get the player I want that I think is going to give me a championship and I'll worry about my draft next year that's that's 2021's problem I'm dealing with 2020 problems right now yeah I guess let's go ahead and jump into uh we'll just run through the <clears throat> the matchups from this past week just go over winners and losers and talk big games we start with uh kelton and and Derek. kelton stays on a roll i knocked him off two weeks ago he's still putting up i mean almost 180 this week 37 from rogers 35 from obj eckler goes down for him so i'll be interested to see you know how he how he rebounds this week but he gets you know i lose nick chubb he has kareem hunt so he can just slide in and, and go there. The rest of his team, I mean, Joe Mixon had a big week, three touchdowns. He has nothing really on his bench. And you look at Derek's team, he got his first kind of, and it's not even a down week, 25 points from Wilson. But Gallup didn't get him anything. Galladay got him 14. Edelman didn't do anything. McKinnon, 19. But McKinnon's workload is going to go down as soon as he gets, uh, as soon as, um, Mostert comes back. So, I mean, he got 32 from Kittle, which Kittle can put up points if he's throwing himself the ball. So, anything you take away from that one? I mean, they are, or Colton, or Kelton's doing damn good with Rodgers and everything like that. But I can't believe him. I'm, that week, who saw Beckham Jr. going out for 35 with his? So it's like, that's an awful area right there. It's like nobody saw 35 coming from Yeah, Beckham from that, that's a that's almost a guaranteed win week, so. Mm-hmm. And then Mixon throwing up another 40 spot. You're expecting another maybe 13 to 15 to 18, and you end up getting 40. You throw those two together like that on any week, and that's, that's just hard to overcome. There's, there's nothing you can much do on that. Yeah, we'll go to uh, JD and and Mike's real quick. JD gets a win, his first win of the season, one forty six to one twenty three. Uh, JD had to do a last second switch out because of Cam getting COVID, so he puts in Golf, getting thirteen from Golf, but he gets twenty seven from Amari Cooper, which Cooper's going to put up points. Evans got him twenty one, who he just traded away. Ronald Jones fifteen, Gibson from the the Washington football team, CEH gets him 10, which he should start putting up more points, I think. He's getting touches. He's just not getting not getting touchdowns, really. Then you look at um, Mike has got Burrow, McLaren, C.D. Lamb, who finally had a big game. The rest of his team is just young guys, so. Mike's rebuilding for next year, so. Yeah. Least- for JD's aspect, when you throw in golf and they get you 13 and you only get seven for Hopkins, if I get seven from Hopkins and still get a win in this league, I'm taking it. Yeah. 
for sure. JD, I know JD's got to hate struggling and, and only having one win right now. I know how much he, he enjoys that league. Uh, we've all had our down years in this league and everything like that, and I know how much I've hated my, my one down year. Yep. And it's, it, it drives you crazy. Yep. Uh, but it, it fuels you for next year and everything like that and makes you hungrier. Yep. I'm going to uh, Justin and, and Ross's. Man, Justin squeaked out a win on Monday night. Thanks to Todd Gurley getting two touchdowns. If he didn't have Todd Gurley, then then he doesn't he doesn't pull that that win out. I mean, Ross got twenty nine from Murray, twenty two from Thielen, sixteen from Parker. Kamara has a Kamara week, nineteen points. Sanders gets him nothing. His tight end gets him nothing. David Johnson gets him ten. Kickers five. One point from his defense, which I didn't really see. Carolina going into Arizona and doing what they did, but they they look good. Justin got nothing from Lockett. He had a big game from Carson and Gurley, and, and nothing really. I mean, Robbie Anderson thirteen points, but nothing really stands out for either team. So Justin Justin was pretty excited to get that win because it kind of keeps him on pace with everybody else. That's that's not Gore in that league. Justin should have had a win anyway because uh, he shouldn't have traded Matthew Stafford and apparently started him this week. <laughs> uh, and this is going to be breaking news for Justin. But, uh, hey, buddy, I was going to drop Matt Ryan had you not offered me draft picks for him. <laughs> you could have picked him up for free. It's all right. Uh, but, hey, you know what, Matt? It, sometimes you make those trades like that, and I didn't see Matt Ryan going out there and putting up basically a goose egg for the quarterback spot. Yeah. Uh, but that's fantasy football sometimes. It's just things don't work out. But a win's a win. Sometimes an ugly win, is a, it's still an ugly win. Uh, come down at the, the time at the end, nobody remembers a week four win if it was ugly or not when it comes down to playoffs. Yeah, that's like what I say is, you know, you take a win when you can get a win in this league because it's it's so hard to get to get them in in this league, especially when you when you only when you only have four teams making a playoffs. So we can go to the. I love this league for that for not only having the four teams, so people quit trying to up it to six. Yeah, let's Was go. This to, the first year we didn't have a vote for that. Yeah, well, we were. Worried that we weren't going to have a season, so we didn't put anything up, really. Yeah. We can go to the nail that you put in Josh's coffin now. Oh, and that felt good. <laughs> oh, that felt good. Man, can you – he's so pissed off. <laughs> Everybody's hey, out hey, here. Josh, Josh, speaking right now, uh, your season's over. I sent you a trade. Quit leaving it up. Either he, reject it, counter it, or, you know, accept it. Come on, man. Don't just leave it sitting there. He told me, because I, I texted him earlier. I'm like, hey, do you look at your trades? Well, yeah. I said, well, you got one sitting in there since Monday that I sent. Well, I'm trying to see if I'm going to lose this week. If I lose, then I'm going to sell off. If I win, I'm going to try and make a trade. I'm like, Josh, you should have made a trade earlier. So uh, I offered you a fifth. Uh, if you hold off, I'm dropping it to a sixth or a seventh after you lose. Yeah, that's why I pulled mine. So I gave him a pretty, I gave him a pretty good offer, and uh, he he didn't want to accept it right away. So looks like the uh, well, Dodgers 
I'm going to switch right back to baseball real quick just to check scoreboard. Dodgers are probably about to sweep that series against the, the Padres. They're up. Do you not hope if they do make it to the World Series? Yeah. Is the Dodgers so you can beat them again? It, what's going to make it even better is they do it in Arlington in the Rangers ballpark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be so sweet. Uh, living up here in Dallas now, I've been wearing my Astros hat everywhere. Uh, if I think if they start getting up in the uh, ALCS, when I wear my hat out, I think I'm going to go ahead and wear the ring around town just to show it off. <laughs> so if anybody says anything, it's just, you know, go ahead, kiss the ring, and let's move on. Yep. All right, we'll go back to y'all's matchup real quick. I mean, he gets 30 from LJ, 10 from Hollywood, nothing from John Brown, nothing from Julio who goes out. Melvin Gordon gave him 24 points. Robinson from the Jaguars, 12. He gets good points from Andrews, which Andrews is good. Mark Ingram, I still don't understand why they're giving him the ball, but he's getting points still. He's got nothing really on his bench. Chase Edmonds, who maybe Chase Edmonds should take the job from Drake there in Arizona. I mean, who would have looked? You look at your team, you got more points from Safford than you got from Mahomes. No, who saw Mahomes, them struggling that soon against New Orleans and not really doing anything until was it the third quarter when they finally got things rolling? I think it kind of threw him off having him. The, the, the off day and the, the off day and just everything with COVID with going into that game. I think it kind of mm-hmm. threw him off going into that game. I mean, you got decent points from your everybody except for Cole from your wide receiver core. Of course, you put up a ton of points with Dalvin because they're playing the Texans who can't stop anybody, which I'll be interested to see now with Bill O'Brien out of there if they can actually, if they actually start playing good. You know, maybe they were trying to get him out of there, so they're playing down, but but we'll see. I think if you get rid of one, everybody else is still one of his guys. I think they might still be running a similar play, playbook. Vanilla is crap, but I could be wrong. But I am interested to see how, how that goes and seeing if it changes. I think he was so egotistical that he was wanting to do everything his way, and he wasn't letting the guy who was supposed to be calling plays this year call the plays like he wanted to call them. He he probably had the final say in everything. So He always said he was going to give up play calling, but then the plays always looked the exact same. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll go to my matchup with Gore. I mean, Gore plays. Dak Prescott puts up 46 points, of course. He got nothing from Ridley and still beat me by 22 points. Nothing from Slayton. With a fifty hole in the, in the quarterback spot. Yeah, and, and he got he got seventeen from his kicker and twenty two from his defense. So that's not you can't come back on those. That, that's, especially that's especially when you have down. a defense and a kicker that put that up. You you basically. I mean, I had some good points on my bench with Fuller and and Chark, and I'll probably play one of them this week. But it's just Fuller's a dice roll. It's. Yeah. Is he going to hit this week? Or, or I guess the better question with Fuller, is he going to catch it this week or is he going to drop it? Yeah, I'll probably end up playing uh, Chark over over him. So At least it's good to see Chark actually doing something this season. Like at the beginning of it, he didn't look like he had that connection. Uh, and see, Maybe things will turn around. Yeah. We'll just run through, before we get into the matchups for this week, I'm just going to run through the waiver wire pickups really quick. 
Scroll down. Jesus Christ, y'all guys were picking up a ton of people. JD picked up Scotty Miller for the 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 Buccaneers, which I picked him up in Justin's league, thinking he's gonna get targets with Godwin out. He didn't do shit yet. Justin got Brady. I picked up Johnu Smith. Kelton picked up Bridgewater. JD uh Harry and dropped Hines. Kelton picks up Watkins. JD picks up Pascal and drops Williams. Mike gets Herbert, drops Benny Hill. Gore switched out tight ends because Fant got hurt. Josh picks up, I think it's Duke Johnson. He drops Marvin Jones. Mike got Goddard and Herndon. Let's see when Mike drops somebody else. He hadn't dropped anybody yet, surprisingly. I switched out of defense. Justin picked up. Brady and then dropped him right away, like a real Mike move. Uh, Ross picked up Tanyan today. JD switched out golf for Minshew. So nothing nothing groundbreaking. Just some some ads, some depth, really. This is that time of year where there's no real breakouts and the waiver wire starts to come in. Yeah, not unless, not unless there's, roster spots. Yeah, not unless there's a real injury. That, that comes or a through. breakout where somebody, you know, all of a sudden has a, you know, yeah. highlight real game. Let's start with uh, Kelton and JD. Um, Kelton needs to add a kicker and a defense. I don't think he has one on his on his bench yet. He doesn't, but he's got I mean, he's got plenty of time to to add one in there. <clears throat> JD's JD has Mike Evans going tonight and Ronald Jones. JD throws in a kicker. I mean, Kelton throws in a kicker and a defense. It'll kind of even them back out. JD needs to add a defense because Buffalo's on by. Uh, How's Buffalo on by, but yet still projected points? I didn't even I notice that earlier. Well, you know what? It is. They're supposed to play the Titans, and that game got moved. It's supposed to get moved to Tuesday. So we'll, okay, we'll see what happens sense. because the Titans can't get their shit together. They had two more positives today because they got caught uh, hosting a, a private workout that they weren't supposed to have. So is that going to probably be loss of uh, draft picks? Or what <sighs> I don't know. Punishment? Like do you, we talked about think, it. Especially we, as a Titans fan, what do you think is coming? What I really like to see is just a fine. But if we're being honest and they can't they can't play that game this week, they need to force the Titans to forfeit that game. Give them a loss. You screwed up. I mean, I don't know about draft picks, a fine, maybe suspend the coach for a game or something. I I don't know, but if if they're not able to play on Tuesday, you gotta you gotta make them forfeit that game and you know force a strong hand to them. So that that throws the whole schedule up with one team now having that's, two five. That's that that's why I off. that's why I say you have to give them a loss and give the the Bills a win. Which is going to kind of screw me if they don't play because I'm going to have to go pick up a damn quarterback. So, hey, hit me up. I mean, oh, I guess it's too late, late now. But yeah, I'm not. If you want right now, try me, Matt Stavry. He's on your roster for Sunday. We'll see. He just put up thirty. He put up thirty big ones on Sunday. <laughs> One week ago, thirty big ones. Looking at this matchup, I think I'm going to roll with Kelton to take out JD this week once he adds his his kicker and his defense. I was looking at it the same way. At first, I was going in JD, and then I realized Kelton didn't have the kicker in the defense in when I was looking at it earlier. But I think once he puts that in, 
I think you're gonna you're gonna see something. Yeah, and especially if Evans doesn't do anything more tonight. Yeah, we can roll. To, well, like Jr. just said in the group chat, he said unless it's a two yard touchdown pass, Evan doesn't catch it. <laughs> he had that one nice touchdown earlier today. Yeah, at the beginning of the game. Yeah. That first touchdown. Yep. Let's go to uh, Gore and Derek. Gore's got David Montgomery going tonight, who scored a touchdown earlier. Man, Derek has been just getting hit by injury bug after injury bug after injury bug. And the, and he's got a team full of COVID players, too. So. I was honestly leaning. I thought Derek may get this win with that trade. But then I still noticed that the trade didn't go through in time. And yeah, I think I think, I think had this trade gone through, I think he wins with Evans. Uh, and maybe not after seeing what Evans. Unless they, I mean, they're in the fourth and he hadn't done anything. I thought he was going to have a better night tonight with the way this game started. But I'm definitely leaning Gore on this one without with that with that trade not going through in time. And then especially you look at Mostert coming back. I was like, that could be good, but is that going to be a split carries with his roster, or is he not going to get the the full go being the first game back? So he may not actually get that many points. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I think Jay, I think uh, Gore continues his run and goes keeps going undefeated. Man, unfortunately, luck. His one bad week. Me and him both have a bad week the same week, <laughs> and yet he plays just shit that week and scrapes a win out and that one hit me hard because i thought we were both going to be like all right he's putting up a bad week we're both going to go we're both going to not be undefeated after this and then he scraped it out and got the undefeated yeah we'll go to josh and ross i think ross gets a second win i mean it's not much of a competition <sighs> maybe maybe melvin gordon has a decent game again but Josh having to rely on all these damn Ravens to have a good game is what's really, really hurting him. So they can do, but they can do it. They're, they have that offense, but to me, they haven't looked the same that they did last year. Yeah, and okay. he's. I think Julio Jones ends up not playing this week, so he's not going to have Julio. He's going to have to slide in one of his lesser wide receivers down here, which he only has one on his bench. He's got a bench Julio, full of is, running backs. How many people are considered lesser wide receivers in fantasy this year? Like Julio's not like he's still that sexy name, but he's not the player he was. No, Josh. Yeah. Josh needs to move McCaffrey to his IR so he can pick somebody up. So yeah, I don't know why he hadn't done that already. You can move him back, Josh, after he comes back. Yeah, you can you can hold him there for a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Josh. After you lose this week, hit me up for McCaffrey. I think, I'll send you a trade, buddy. You don't even have to do anything. I'll actually, you know, I know how you like it. I'll send it to you. Yeah, I'll send him a trade from McCaffrey too. He's, JD, I think. I mean, Ross gets a big week from Murray against the Jets. Thielen should have a good game against the the Seahawks on Sunday night. The Seahawks have a hard time covering wide receivers, especially good ones. So I went from the Legion of Boom to the Legion of Doom on defense. But they don't lose because Russ is cooking. Hey, I gotta give props to Russ when everybody thought it was just give it give it to Lynch and and everything. 
he's turned his stone and shown that man's got an arm with accuracy, and he can he can actually put the team on his back and lead them down the field and score. Yep. Let's go to uh, Justin and Mike. I mean, I don't think it's even a question. Justin wins. Mike's Mike's team is so young. I mean, he could he could luck into a win, but I just I just don't see it. He's got a good defensive option there with with the uh, the Rams playing against Washington. Justin's still got the same thing with Buffalo going on with Diggs and his lineup. So once he puts somebody else in, yeah, I mean, and, and they don't play. Justin gets to use Roethlisberger this week. I don't see, I see Lockett having a big game. Keenan Allen should have a decent game. Um, Todd Gurley should have an okay game, and he's got San Francisco and Tucker. I think, yeah, Justin definitely pulls out that win. So. Being against Mike, Mike's playing for next year already, so I yeah. got to give it to, to Justin. Unfortunately, I'd still like to see Mike come out and and then start putting more nails in Justin's coffin for the season. Yeah, but I th- I think I think Justin takes it. So we'll go to our we'll go to our matchup, which is pretty close for projections, which is is kind of nice. So the only hey, thing hey, hey, I got to say something. Last week when you were talking to Chris, talking about y'all's matchup being the championship. I got a problem with that because I think <laughs> I have a roster to compete with the championship team. Uh, Until you lose Mike so, Davis. Hey, with Singletary going the way he is right now, I can yeah. top Singletary. And the way I told you, every team's got a bad, a one bad spot. If my RB2 only gets me 10 points, everybody's, that's most people's tight end. With Kelsey or with uh, Kelsey right there, I make up my R. That's my basically my RB two for most. Most people don't have that tight end. I don't have a solid RB two, but I got points everywhere else that can make up for that one spot. Yeah, and you got a good kicker, good defense, good matchup for your defense this weekend too. Going against the Bengals. Thing with Josh though, with going in on one team this year, uh, didn't plan on it, but trades went the way they kind of falls the way uh, it falls. Yeah, and it just it it had to happen, and I didn't want to give up the second for Mahomes, but with a trade already there, I didn't want to be playing against him come playoffs time. I'd rather have him than go against him. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's gonna come down to the wire with us. I I hope I get the win. You hope you get the win. So we'll see. This how- was the hardest game for me to predict this week, a because the biased but also just looking down everything everything's pretty evenly matched up through yep uh, but i definitely hope uh you go down this week and knock you more out of contention and put me a little closer to the top yeah i mean it, it's it's gonna hurt one of us for sure so one of us is going well, to one of us is going to three and two the other, yeah one of us is gonna go to three and two the other one's gonna go to Two and three, so. Are we just? Oh, do we? Are we the same? Yeah. We, oh, I'm three and one. So are you? You would go to. Are you three and one? Yeah, you three. are three and one. Yeah, I'll go to two yeah. and three. You go to four and it one. Hurts, this loss hurts you more than it does me if, yeah. if you take it. Okay, well then throw one for me this week. I ain't throwing. Yeah, hell no. <laughs> I'm going for that that prize money at the end. <laughs> I want that trophy back. I've already got a spot in my new apartment mm-hmm. that I'm just like nothing's going on the wall, but it. 
Oh man. All right. Well, I guess we. Yep. I guess we can go ahead and wrap this up. Um, right now, it looks like the the Buccaneers just kicked another field goal to go up nineteen to seventeen with four fifty to go in the game. So there's still time for the the Bears to drive down and kick a game winning field goal. This game was over before the Bears got that that fumble. And did you see that hit earlier? Yeah. In a league of flagging every hit, it was nice to see the refs actually call that play the correct way. Because at first, it was like, no, it, it wasn't a, It wasn't a completion. And then they were looking at the fumble. I was like, dude, he switches the ball on, makes almost three steps, turns his head to cut. That is a football move. And that was an impressive hit, just seeing, just seeing him light him up. Clean as can be. Nobody got injured besides you know, who got hit, and he was, when he let go of that football, he wasn't thinking about playing football at that moment. He was thinking about breathing. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I just looked at the Dodgers are up 7-2 to two in the bottom of the fourth, so. Bring them on. I, I, I think it'll be Dodgers. The repeat of yeah. 2017. Yeah. And the Astros sweep, and Astros beat that ass again. Well, hopefully they go to game seven so I can go to that game. <laughs> hey, like I told you, if I got a ticket, you got a place to stay. Yeah, so they, uh, It'd be Dodgers, Dodgers versus Braves in Arlington, and Astros versus whoever wins between the Yankees and the and the Rays in San Diego. So I'm pretty excited to get to watch uh, some baseball. What's that, what's that series going? Is well, Dodgers will they clinch tonight? Or yeah, they, they're going to about to. They'll sweep them tonight. It'll be three zero. Oh, it's and, been fun to get out that stadium and the Astros shirt and a sign that says "We'll see you again soon." Yeah. <laughs> Yep. You got anything else you want to add to it? No, brother. I just I look forward to to giving you another loss this week, and uh, <laughs> love hearing the, the podcast every week, and enjoy listening to it twice a week now. So, yeah. Uh, thank you for starting it with uh, everything that's been weird with twenty twenty. This has definitely been a highlight of this fantasy season. Thoroughly enjoyed you starting this. Yep, it's been fun. Uh, I I enjoy it. It's my favorite league, so I enjoy getting to talk to everybody and. And everybody seems to enjoy it. I keep giving Mike shit because I want to get Mike on. He keeps ducking me. So I told him I'm not going to ask him again. Get on. <laughs> if you haven't been on yet, get on. Everybody needs to get on here. This is our stuff, our league. Uh, let's all be a part of it. I would have liked this seeing it where you brought your opponent on every week. That's, what, that's, what I'm tr- that's what I'm trying to do. So I did Derek the first week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't able to get Kelton and JD lined up. But I had Gore last week, you this week. So we'll, I'm going to try and, and do that and, and see what I can do. So it's been fun. So I guess we'll jump off of here. Thanks for thanks for joining tonight. No problem. Love to do it again. And uh, when I'm in the championship, hopefully you have me on with whoever I'm facing. We can do a roundtable when you're out of it. That'd be awesome. So, I mean, it's just going to be me. So it would be awesome <laughs> if you're going to be out of it and you can have a roundtable with the two winners. Like, you're right. Uh, that would be awesome. That'd be terrible. So, <laughs> all right, man. Later. Latest.